episode 348. Are you grateful for your chance? The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Together we are stronger. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com forward slash book. Please get over to Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. The book is out. Get to the podcast. So... All of us, anyone listening to this, we have our chance. What do I mean by that? You're alive, you're listening to this. You have your chance, your shot at life. So this week, I've just got back from an awesome event where everybody took hold of their chance and put it out there. So I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about my adventures over the last week and some of it, I hope some of it hits home, hope some of it resonates, but also just to, these are my experiences. How does this apply to you? Your shot, your chance at life that you're doing now. Yes, you're alive. None of us know how much for any of us are alive for, but are you grateful and making the most of your shot? That's what I'm talking about this week on Awaken Your Alpha. I want to just update you on something that happened to me. And I mean, this, all I'm thinking about at the moment is just literally create a, a, a mind stamp, a reminder, and just a reminder for myself more than anything, as well as, you know, everyone out there who's listening, just to be grateful for what you got. And just life is so fragile. And uh, yeah, I had a little experience in the last couple of days that I'm going to talk about. But in the last week or so, I've had the opportunity to speak at the New Media Summit. And I was there in the, the capacity as an icon of influence. Sounds impressive. Experienced podcasters, 40 of the world's top podcasters, which I was very you know, proud to be involved in and the podcast is closing on five years now. So there's definitely a lot I can share and help new podcasters, people who want to get booked on podcasts um, and that, that whole world and arena. And um, so I was very excited to be involved in that for the first time. This is their fourth summit and that's run by Steve Olsher. And um, it was a really, you know, so I went in there with open mind, but it was a really great event. You know, there's a very good chance I've been invited back um, to the next one in September in San Diego. So there's a very good chance I'll be at that. The whole concept, the event is, as I said, 40 of the world's top podcasters and then 150 capped at 150 guests. Now everyone gets, what's unique about this, it's not like we have a, a podcaster like myself, someone go and speak on the stage for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, give the teaching, and then they just, they head off and they're still around, you know, for some of it. It really is all inclusive. And it's very much the round table and, we're really spread out throughout the event. We're there for everything. It's an absolute marathon, to be fair, from start to finish. And so it really is kind of all in the trenches together. And then every single participant, which I thought was great, gets a chance to pitch for two minutes themselves to be on your podcast. And there's, you know, at one time, any one time, eight of the icons up on stage, the voice style with their chairs, and they spin around as and when they hear something they like. Um, if they want them on their podcast, but obviously the pitches that go on, not just for the people on the stage, they're for everyone in the room. So you, you know, you take your notes down. It's it's a really efficient and good way to get a lot of connections in there. And so I was just grateful to be in this position to be there as everyone else, but also it made me think about 
everyone there and there were some great pictures. There were some shocking pictures. There was everything in between, but they took the opportunity. They put it out there. And the only way any of us get better at anything is by, you know, grabbing life by the balls and putting it out there. You know, this is almost episode 350 here. And to get to this point, I'm not saying it's great, but geez, it's, it's got so much better than it was. Um, and all those things behind the scenes in terms of how smooth it is getting certain aspects out um, and what I've learned through the process. But the only way to get to episode 350 and standing on a stage and, you know, giving advice from that perspective is to do episode one is to put yourself out there is to stand up and say what you're all about even if it's not clear but when you do that you can get qualified feedback on from that and these people you know it's so you know it's it's easy to set up on stage and give advice but to actually put it out there um, and make yourself vulnerable as, as everyone did it's really, um, that's the only way you're going to push the needle and push things forward. Because interestingly, the pitches got a lot better on the, the second day after the feedback on the first pitches because of there were common themes and, you know, some people were missing the mark. And, and obviously people were listening to that. And I'm, you know, I was there the whole time and inviting people to pitch me before so I can give you some, give advice and just one or two things that genuinely I would be looking for and, and just to clean it up. So it, it really is, um, even the, as I say, even the people who maybe felt like they didn't give their best or, you know, frustrated with that, they were there in the room. They were in the arena, which is a huge, huge leap forward. And if that pain of maybe not, get, not going how you wanted is what you need to improve and move forwards. Um, so that was my thoughts on that side of things. So I was very grateful to be involved in that. It, it drove home to me as well what's really been the direction I've been going in the last couple of years around, you know, getting your message crystal clear and what that enables you to do in terms of your purpose, your mission and putting it out there so others can understand very quickly and clearly and also in a position to influence so you can have an impact with your message because firstly people understand it and they get on board and the, or they don't, they, they understand it but they don't get on board because they don't align with it. Either way is very powerful and one of the things that I biggest takeaways from going through the TEDx process and what I'm doing with my clients now in the TED Accelerator process that I've been testing out over the last six months or so. And if you're interested in that, please do reach out to me. It's something I'm really, that really just drove home the experience, you know, with that two minutes, how important it is for people to pull out the power in their story and what they're saying, because there was one thing that listening to over 150 pitches over three days solidly and, and critiquing and you know jotting things down that everyone has greatness within them i truly believe that there's people there who can articulate it slightly better there's people there who are focusing on the right things within their story to get their message across there's people there who are focusing on the wrong things and it's it's very unclear and they're they're talking about too many things um and this just really drove home especially when i i, I heard this to to help more people in this process and the power of something like a TEDx talk or equivalent to clarify your message. And, and again, it's very easy from my position to sometimes take for granted what you know, for example, in the podcasting world or even the TEDx um, process of having spoke at two events in the last three years, things that become normal to me and common knowledge and common sense are only that way through going through the process multiple times through making lots of mistakes 
making uh, and having things go well and having things not, not go so well through going to multiple speaking specific events, talking about amplifying your voice um, and clarifying your message through just diving deep into this world and, and speaking at events. It was, I think, one of the scenarios where it really shone through. We had a group discussion on um, one of the nights um, where we had one, each, one icon at each table and there was a Q&A um, towards the end of it. And some of the questions that came, came out, I, it was just literally seeing the answers that are in some ways common sense to me and, and, and the resources I use and, you know, and have tried over the five years and discarded and fine-tuned, just literally seeing people jotting the notes down and the, the, the gratitude from their face of, of saving them months and lots and you know months and money in terms of figuring this stuff out just cutting to the chase and giving them my best resources and opinions and structure and strategies um and that was so rewarding to see you know for any of us it's the whole concept of awakening your alpha that sharing thousand tactics you know to thrive and I just love that concept and i also love amplifying and helping people share their message and spread it in a, you know, in a very efficient way. And podcasting is a way to get a platform, either on other people's or your own. But also when you do get that opportunity to not go on there and ramble, I mean, I have a little bit of artistic license here because this is, <laughs> I put the work in and I want this to be, you know, a very conversational, my thoughts of the week. But if you do want to maximize your time and, and get more exposure, clarifying what is your message and you know what is your idea worth sharing and and why you have that unique perspective and unique viewpoint and unique expertise to help in some arena is why i believe a tedx talk is essential for anyone who's you know got a mission either in business not in business but got a mission and wants to share that message mess, message even and influence and impact on a broader scale yeah, so that was that was my kind of key takeaways, and it's a great event, and I am very keen to go back next time. We've already been invited, so you know, fingers crossed, nothing drastic happens <laughs> as I'm going to talk about now. Oh, that's another thing. We had a full mastermind day, just the icons on the Sunday, um, really valuable. And again, um, these are positions that I'm very fortunate to be in through sort of hard work over the last four or five years, specifically in this arena, but obviously beyond that. Um, and these are things that I'm, you know, happy to really you know, share my takeaways with, you know, my clients and my, you know, anyone who wants to reach out to me and, and jump on a call with me, just offer my advice and my help and my opinion on your situation and potentially point you in the right direction, refer you to others, or, you know, the, the invite is there if relevant, um, to work with me in some shape or form. That's not my point now <laughs> on the way back. So Tampa is warm. Northern Michigan at this time of year is not warm. <laughs> we have had the most snow since I've been here. And when I was traveling back on Sunday, driving back, it was the planned drive back about, in theory, four hours straight up to where I live. The, <laughs> there's a big snowstorm coming in, so much so that on Sunday night, while I was leaving at the, sitting at the airport, um, they'd already canceled the flight to Detroit at that point, but then they'd also closed the roads in Michigan to what, what I need to get up there. And that's pretty rare because obviously we handle a lot of snow. They'd also already canceled school again for my boys on the Monday. Um, so anyway, I get in Monday morning, early Monday morning. It doesn't look too bad around Detroit, but I'm, it's about up north. So anyway, 
I get I head off. Now, I didn't know which stretch had been closed on um, the day before, but I found out afterwards. It happens to be the stretch where I got quite confident by that time. I'm probably about an hour out away from my house. I'm on basically a large highway that's, well, it's two lanes across, no traffic in front, there's some traffic behind me. It turns out I'm going down a hill, but the conditions keep changing. They're not the best, but I've, you know, I'm about four hours of driving in, but at this point, I'm potentially getting overconfident. I'm very tired at this point, almost no sleep, and I'm also just itching to see my family. And I just probably went, well, not probably, I did go a little bit faster than I should have because the conditions, you know, were changing. Some stretches, it was actual road, which is a treat. Majority, it was snow on the ground. Um, and gritted um and then as i'm about to talk about there were some huge sections of ice so anyway and there was uh, patches where it was almost like whiteouts and different things it sounds extreme now saying it back and stupid that i was driving this fast but i want to keep myself accountable in a room i do not want to forget what happened um i've only ever had one you know slight slide going reasonably fast and it was you know in a straight line for a brief moment and that was scary enough so in this scenario, I've overtaken a few cars. Um, it's, the roads are dead straight, and this is like going down a hill. The road has been quite good, so I was probably going about as fast as I'd been going the entire way home. Unfortunately, the road surface changes slightly. What I now know, it looks like both lanes are complete ice, but more importantly, as I'm looking down straight down the road, there is a little slight snowdrift across the road, and these are snowdrifts you can't particularly swerve because you will spin out, um, you're going too fast. But if you hit, um, this is the reason they shut this piece of the road. Anyway, as I started to transfer from the middle lane across to the, you know, this edge lane, the side lane, just ever so smoothly and slowly, that was the plan. Um, the car starts to slide. The back end just very, slight, very slowly just starts to slide out from me. Absolutely nothing I could do at this point. Um, I'm steering to attempt to keep it as straight as possible. It just starts to turn and just continues. The back just swings out. And bear in mind, I'm going over 70 miles an hour. I'm about in the middle of the two lanes at this point. Luckily, nothing's around me. Nothing's in front of me. There's a fair bit of traffic behind me. So the butt of the <laughs> my car starts to swing out. And it just gets more and more. At this point, uh, it's a weird calm of acceptance that, you know, there's not a lot I can do about this. This is, you know, relatively unlucky. Taking out the fact that I was driving too fast, which I now hands up on that. Yeah, so it's a weird calm. And as, as my butt continues to swing around, I've accepted I'm going to hit um, something at some point. You know, there's high snow banks on either side. So I'm, I'm actually thinking at least I'm not going to go off the road into a ditch, as I know many cars have done um, in this period. So butt keeps swinging around i'm now about 45 degree minimum i'm facing the side of the road uh, you see this big bank and that's where i think i'm gonna head i've obviously steered down the road i'm trying to steer out of this as much as i can without oversteering and then just when it gets to the point where i think i'm gonna spin completely round because it couldn't go any further it then starts to come back so i'm thinking brilliant and it comes all the way back the other way to center and then it keeps going again so now i'm 45 degree angle facing the central bank um i'm still 100 percent that it's not a question of if i'm gonna smash into it it's just a question of how and when you know like <laughs> is it which side is it going to be now so again i've kind of I'm still very calm at this point i this is going on you know quite a while 
it's all and i'm i can see the traffic behind me is all sort of slowing down um but not breaking because you know they can watch this show going on before and i've seen people slide in front of you and it, it's, it really does freak you out seeing someone when their car is out of control so at this point again i think i'm spinning around and spinning out there but then last second it just starts to come back again now at this point this is the as an author and a writer and as i don't know someone who analyzes these sort of things this is it i why why am i so consciously clear of this point in time after the two huge like slides where i thought i was 100 percent done for the mindset i've noticed this point because the mindset completely changed to i can save this i've done the first two so they you know I'm thinking I'm still I'm still going down the middle of the road and I'm sliding around and now the the, the thoughts is as opposed to I've got nothing to lose now I'm thinking you know I I got to save this I should be able to save this and the pressure's really on then because at the end of the day I'm still probably going about 60 or 50 at this point um, and still out of control sliding down the road having to correct steer every time and I'm worried about the traffic smashing into me because if, if if I did hit the side there's no way they're going to be able to stop bearing in mind what has just happened to me and how icy it is here. Um, and also there's concerns of, I didn't know the road. If you, you hit a grippy bit when I'm basically going 70 sideways down the highway, that the car's going to roll. This happens in total about four or five times in total by the time I've straightened up. And I've gone in this period, I've gone from over 70 miles an hour. By the time I've straightened it up and, con and got control of the vehicle, it's down to about 40 miles an hour. So this is the second point. So I'm safe now. So the second half of that was strangely worse, which, and that's when it wasn't as dangerous as the first, you know, what happened, because I largely felt that, that first bit without my control. Um, and then, still calm, but as soon as I've saved it, the realization of what happens, and God, the body is a funny thing, isn't it? My heart, after that point, absolutely jumped out of my chest you, the beating of my heart was ridiculous the adrenaline surge i was about to get a coffee because i was honestly very tired which obviously played into this whole thing um the adrenaline surge was almost made me feel sick it was so intense and then i crawled along about 45 50 miles an hour for the next half an hour not one person overtook me and it, before that we were all going you know a good 65 70 um and again, the, the perspective and the, the gratitude switches from, oh, I want to get home as quick as possible. And, you know, God, I wish the road conditions were better. And that kind of mindset to, I just, I'm grateful I'm getting home in one piece. I'm grateful I'm going to see my family again. You know, what does, you know, half an hour, an hour earlier really in the big scale really mean? Not a lot, but to, to risk these things and you know, listen to all their messages of people and what they're doing in the world. And just, it can be taken away so quickly. So, you know, I'm not telling you to be grateful. I'm just saying I'm very grateful. And that was the overwhelming feeling that I'm very grateful to have that experience and live through it because, you know, that scare is something that's going to be an asset to me because I've been here three years driving in some pretty bad conditions and I've never really had that scare. I've never really had a proper crash. I feel you listen to that. You may disagree, but I, I class myself as a good driver. I do sometimes drive a little bit fast when my family aren't in the car, um, especially if I'm driving to see them or get back to them. And I know that's you know, a potential weakness that could have proved fatal there. So yeah, I'm just grateful that I got the opportunity to speak to you through this platform I've created over the last five years. I'm grateful I have the opportunity to 
share my TED talk and I've, help others craft their message and bring the power in that and get on this TEDx stage. And I'm grateful that I got to hear everyone's um, messages. And I'm just, just talking through that. I get, you know, I, I get, yeah, it gets me in the chest. So I did not want to forget this moment of what happened. And I posted about it on my Facebook page. You can go and look as well. Um, and I wanted a mark for myself for silly guy, silly guy, silly mistake, silly error in life and loss of perspective of just trying to get home that little bit quicker. So that's my thoughts this week's guys might be a little bit rambly, but you know, <laughs> allow me this one now and then back on next episode. We've got some great guests. I really have, I've, you know, I've got lots of great guests in the can and I've got lots of, you know, I had 150 people pitch me and I'm going to bring you a small handful of the best of the best. And uh, also there potentially there may be a new podcast coming very soon. Um, but I will talk to you more about that on the just me, myself and I podcast when I do these every other time, but have a great week. If you're listening to this, you're still here. Call that person, tell them you love them, hug that person tight to make the most of everything you've got this week. And remember anything that's going on in your life, you don't have to do it. You have the chance to do it. You have the opportunity. And so really look at life in that way and let's make the most of it. Okay, guys, reach out to me. If any of this resonated, please do share the podcast on and please do reach out to me. I'm over this next week or two to celebrate being alive. I'm offering, and again, whenever you hear this, if you hear this podcast down the line, just tell me you've just heard it. I'm offering 15 to 20 minute just clarity calls just to connect with my audience and also just you know send you in the right in the right path or help you or just act as a sounding board for your big idea your project your tedx your you know what do you feel you you need i may agree with you may disagree but you've got absolutely nothing to lose and these are not sales calls these are i'll point you in the direction of someone i know who may be able to help you if that person is me over the years, I've got more and more specific in what are the best use of my skills and how I can help you amplify what it is you're doing. So yeah, please do reach out. I don't take these lightly. I don't take your time lightly. So connect. I'm grateful for your ears. I'll speak to you real soon. Cheers. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Please do jump across and grab your copy. AYAlpha.com forward slash book. And even though you missed the official launch, if you can hit me up, email me as well, I can, can send you over Claim Your Clarity video series that is getting great response already. Cheers. Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. The book is out.